right, here we go. This is it, episode number 68 of No Laugh Track, Acme Comedy's podcast. My name's Justin Severson, the host. Thanks to the guys, once again, Circle of Heat, for letting us play their music there at the beginning. Love that stuff, really sets the mood there. My guest today, he will never be as funny as the Golden Girls. His words, <laughs> his, his words, not mine. Sure, sure. As Bryant Gumble would say. He also has something in common with names such as Donald Glover, Ken Jong, Nick Kroll, Aubrey Plaza, Kristen Schaal, all named at one point as comedians to watch sure. on the variety list. Yes. It's Matt Bronger. Yep, it's me. Hello. Hey! Hey! All right. Hey, everybody, it's John Doerr. He's on the... <laughs> oh, wrong guy. Next up. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to uh, Minneapolis. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so what? I have no idea. What is your history? Have you been to Acme before last I, I night? Never, I never have. I've had, I believe, dates scheduled that I've, I've had, to, I, I had to move, I think, a couple years back. I forget. But it's always been a, a club that has such a fantastic rep that I've always been like, oh, I, I really, really want to play there. And I we saw finally, you tweeted that. finally made it work. Yeah, it's yeah. great. It finally, it finally happened, so I'm excited. Um, last night was great, and I'm just, uh, I think the rest of the week should go, should go, should go awesome, too. Yeah, yeah. Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Tuesday was good? It was good. Right on. Oddly, you know, like you just don't expect uh, Tuesdays when you play them to be uh, the gangbuster affair it was last night, yeah. which is great. That happens here. It does. Yeah, that's it's awesome. awesome. Um, and Monday night you were on Chelsea Lately? I was. Was that recorded Monday? Uh, no, we recorded it on, jeez, Thursday, oh, I okay. believe. I think it was, God, it might have been last Wednesday. It was, it was definitely last week. But yeah, then it was going to air Monday. But I think it's because they had Drake on there, so it was kind of this big deal, and they wanted to—is that a big deal? Make sure everything's fine. Evidently, <laughs> okay. evidently, yeah. No, I was tweeting about like, oh, I met this uh, guy named Drake. He's uh, seems nice. Hope the kid does well. You know, <laughs> guys like selling out arenas. You know, but uh, uh, I have a um, a friend, uh, Ian Carmel, who started out in Portland, is a really funny comedian. Uh, I'm sure you'll be hearing from him uh, at, at this club at some point. Uh, yeah. but he, uh, he just got hired as a writer on the show. And okay. so he does like these sketches. He just did a funny sketch on the show as the, the other Hems- Helmsworth brother. Do you know, there's the two brothers, the one who's the like third one, the third, okay. cause there is a third one. Oh, I didn't he's, even know. he's a little heavier. And so, and Ian is massive, he's okay. a huge dude. And so he just did this whole thing about how he owns three car washes in Australia <laughs> and, you know, and still trying to act like the handsome one. So point is, uh, he, for him, it was a massive deal. The Drake was on, like he's texting me all day, like oh, Drake's wow. on the show, period. Period. Drake. Period. Drake, I'm like, dude. Okay. All right. You yeah. know. And I, you know, it's like you know, I, I listen to a lot of hip hop, but that's not exactly my favorite. Uh, but yeah. um, you know. But uh, but anyway. But yeah. So to uh, finish answering your question, yeah, we taped it last week at Air Monday. So. <laughs> you're on. And you're on there. Uh, that wasn't your first time, obviously. No, I've been on there for about three years. Yeah. I, I go on every like two or three weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a nice little side gig to have. Yeah, it's one of those things where. I initially balked at doing it because it's a show I will never watch. You know, it's just not, it's just not my cup of tea. Yeah. I, you know, but. Um, I see, for example, like to back up what you're saying, I yeah. watch it with my girlfriend sometimes. They're perfect. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. It, it is for, generally speaking, uh, you know, women and gay men. Mm-hmm. That's really who watches the show. And uh, I and also, and I should also say, Anyone who is who is obsessed with pop culture, you know, uh, yeah. in celebrity pop culture, right. and I'm generally speaking, I'm speaking, I'm not. Yeah. But the thing I like about it is she has comedians on the show of all different stripes. Yeah. You know, they'll have, it'll have me on there, Lonnie Love, Joe Coy, um, you know, T.J. Miller, like people from all over the spectrum, which I think is great because yeah. she's not intimidated by comedians that are going to get a huge laugh off or whatever. It's more like she's helping them out, which is great, and also. 
you know, I, I feel like as a comedian, you you have to, on a certain level, be able to make jokes about anything, mm-hmm. if you can, or at least try. Yeah. And so, like, on that show, I'll, I'll just, I'll go on, and they'll give me the, sh- the list of topics, and I have to go, I have to go online and be like, who is this person? You know, I don't know, <laughs> like a, a Luddite or anything, but it's like, I know who the Cardassians are, and I watch a lot of TV, but in terms of, you know, I'll be looking, at, oh, like, oh, there's someone new that was on in the Twilight movies that... Is yeah, yeah. cheating on someone, right? Okay, you know, and my angle is always let me uh, make fun of the situation, not the person. Yeah, let me make an absurdity out of this yeah. instead of like you know the typical Lindsay Lohan, what a slut, uh, does drugs, right? <laughs> I don't know that person. I'm not right, going to dump right, on him, you know. Right. <laughs> so it's just it's an exercise, really. You know, it's funny that you say uh, how you describe who watches that show is uh, women and gay men mm-hmm. because I remember at this very club probably. Five years ago, whenever Doug Benson was still a cast member on um, Best Week Ever, sure, I remember getting uh, his attention for a few minutes after one of the shows, and I was like, "Hey, I'm like, I think you're really funny on Best Week Ever. I really like that show." And he's like, "Really? You like basically he uh, said the same thing you just said? Really? To my face? See, but I, I was like, think, I'm really, I love. I don't think that's the same. Like I'm, no." What? To me, best should week I ever, not like that? Best week ever. I would say that the audience would be mostly college kids. You know, that'd be you know not necessarily. It's not as as uh, 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 I don't know how you say it. Um, person specific. Yeah. You know what I mean? As like so that's weird to me that he was like, you watch it really? You yeah, know? I was like, I yeah, know, but I like it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's I, well, okay. <laughs> and it's and it's uh, there's this kind of there's this kind of weird. I don't think Doug meant this, but this there, there there's been a lot of. Toward that show, and I'm sure even more so in terms of Chelsea, with kind of your your younger kind of snobbish e uh, comedy nerds, yeah, you know. And I don't I don't think all comedy nerds are like this at all. I am a comedy nerd, and thank God for comedy nerds, I wouldn't have a career. Exactly. But I think you know, there's a there's a there's this attitude of like, why would you go on that show? That show's dumb. Yeah. And it's like, well, sure, but I can get my humor onto that show and try to make it better mm-hmm. and get a little exposure. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, someone said that to Paul F. Tompkins at one point, too. And he was like, well, what, why wouldn't I? You know, I don't understand, you know, yeah, so. Yeah, I don't know. because, uh, yeah, exactly. The, the exposure uh, is not bad. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you uh, you were on a sitcom recently as well. I was. Yes, I was on Up All Night for two seasons. I, why isn't Will Arnett bringing you with the la- the last four shows he's had? Since it's hilarious. Then? Yeah, no. Uh, that I, dude get, has a new job every uh, he, six months. He does. He does. Uh, he has that combination of uh, great sense of humor, uh, gravelly manly voice, and you know the body of uh, Brad Pitt in Fight Club. So <laughs> he's going to work. He's always going to work. Um, and he's also the coolest guy. But it was funny. I auditioned for that uh, that. Um, the Millers, that show he's on, that's coming. Oh, you out did. Now. I did, and I, you know, and I went in going, I don't know if, you know, I'm sure Will would be like Hiram, but I don't know if producers would want him and me on the same show again because Up All Night was such a debacle in the end, and you know, not the show itself, but just in terms of them trying to get viewers, and you know, I yeah. I firmly believe that that show, uh, you know, got promoted the right way, you know, or at all. Like it would have gotten a lot more viewers. Has had. I mean, I met, I still meet young parents all the time. They're like, "What happened to that show?" Yeah, we were them. We were parents with a young child who still wanted to party. Mm-hmm. That's us, yeah. you know. And I mean, to me, that's a pretty massive American demographic. Um, but yeah, just it just it just couldn't get a foothold, and then they tried to make it into a a, a multicam and. 
to me that was like I when I got I read that news I was like it's over. Uh-oh. Oh, you know, really? I was like there's no way that's coming back, you yeah. know. Uh, so it was it originally with like a, the laugh track and everything and they uh, no, it was it was a single cam. Yeah, it was a single cam. Uh, you know, obviously, which is you know like uh, Thirty Rock or mm-hmm. The Office mm-hmm. or Modern Family. Yeah. Um, but they wanted to make it a multi cam, like Two and a Half Men. Okay. And so with the audience. Yeah. Um, and the and the 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 sweetened laugh track and yeah. stuff. Um, but I think that was kind of just Lauren Michaels, uh, hail Mary pass. Like like, look, don't cancel it. How about we try this? Yeah. It'll be cheaper to produce. Well, that was his show. Mm-hmm. Did you ever Yeah, that him? was on, on Broadway video. I, uh, no. I was at a, um, a couple rap parties where he was there, and I was just like, you know what? If he wants to say hi, you know, if he wants to come, I'm not going to run up to him. And, yeah. you know, he's a very private guy, you know? And uh, I Even just, though he's always in front of the camera? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, generally generally speaking, I mean, it's, it, I, I, it's funny that I remember at the rap party, one of the writers from the show was you know, uh, kind of tipsy, which we all were. And she was just like, you know what? He should want to make, he, like she's, she expected him to come up to her. He, he's, she's like, he should want to meet me. I make his show funny. And I was just sitting there like, it's not that important to me if he recognizes me, you know? It's like, I'm cool with just getting a check. Yeah, I was going to say, how about show. the check? I'm cool with working. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, if he wants to come up to me and say, hey, good job or whatever. I mean, I had my night made when Amy Poehler ran up to me like out of nowhere and was like, you're so funny. Really? Awesome. And she's like one of my all-time heroes. Yeah, I love her. So I was yeah. just like, oh, man. That's really cool. Man. Oh. Yeah. The so. cast on that show was fantastic. So Amazing. Yeah. Christina Applegate. Mm-hmm. Still, uh, <clears throat> depending on who works the overnight, I, I work a morning radio show. Yeah. So depending on who works the overnight, there's a one person that always has it on Married with Children when I show up at 5.30 in the morning. For sure. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, still remember that? Astounding career. Oh, yeah. Kelly. Astounding. My, my, we would still... And my girlfriend works in the business, and she like she would still come on set and be like, oh, "Don't tell mom the baby's just dead." Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Dishes are done. Dishes man. are done, man. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and you know, and an anger man. The first day I was on, uh, I got into the you know that we you go to your your trailer and you get your your outfit on, which for me was always a pair of Crocs and like a Tommy Bahama shirt, like the worst crap, you know, terrible, awful clothes, which was fun, but. Then I get in the van, and it's just me and Christina and someone else, and they're driving us, and we introduced each other, like, hello. And the driver was like, Christina, I don't know if you – and, you know, I'm making it a point to not to not nerd out, to right, not right. be like, um, you were in – Keep it together, all man. All this stuff. You were right. an anchorman. And the driver was like, Christina, we worked together before. I was uh, I was a driver on Anchorman. And she's like, oh, Anchorman, oh. And I'm just like, yeah. yeah. The driver just, just chimes in. It was just funny to me. I mean, God bless him, because he did work on the show, on the movie, but anyway. I remember you. You were a great driver. Yeah, what are my Ron? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Why'd you shave your mustache? <laughs> <laughs> we were talking briefly uh, before we started recording. You got a podcast. I do. That you're doing right now. Yeah, it's a, just a real low-key thing where it's me uh, just doing f- uh, a 15-minute podcast. The The hook is um, I'm hitchhiking, and, and you you... And I come by and I jump into your car or your iPod or whatever and just hang out with you for 15 minutes and then I just jump out. Okay. Because I feel like uh, so many podcasts are, you know, particularly the ones that are longer than an hour, it's kind of like, God, there's so many good podcasts. Like, how much time do you have in a day? I know. You know, some people have jobs where they can sit there and listen to podcasts and that's awesome. And yeah. I think that's what podcasts are made mm-hmm. for and I know they're very glad for them and uh, and I'm glad that they're around. But it's it just, I feel like there's so many that are... I don't want to say that call them self indulgent. Some certainly are, but mm-hmm. in my case, I was like, "All right, you know, uh, uh, 
Will Sasso and Chris D'Elia and uh, Brian Callen have that. They have a 10-minute podcast. And so I was like, oh, I'll do 15. Mm-hmm. You know, that'll be my little niche. Yeah. And uh, I just came up with the silliest name I possibly could and bounced it off a couple friends. And, uh, and Ding Donger with Matt Bronger was born. And so, <laughs> you know, and it, so I, I did my ideally it's me doing like a new 15 minutes every week. Okay. It's not really like as good as a set, but it's real stories from my past. It's stuff that really happened, you know, that week. I, I, I you know, uh, uh, was the last the last episode was kind of railing about because I went to a, a cousin's wedding and I found out another cousin of mine who's very religious isn't going because she's getting married uh, to a guy who is divorced, okay. and I just it just lit a fire under me. And oh his boy. reasoning his reasoning was so flawed. I just kind of you know, and it wasn't like me going, "I'm so mad." Like mm-hmm. I really made a point to sit down and write out what was funny about it to me. Mm-hmm. So to me, ideally, it's just like an uh, entertaining 15 minutes that you could just, you'll just get in the mail every every Thursday. You know, and you're sitting down by yourself and doing this. Yeah, yeah. I'll never I never have guests. It's it's. I wanted to have so when I'm on the road, I don't have to worry about interviewing people. I can just have you know bring my recorder with a row with me and then just then just go. So you're yeah. sitting in the hotel room mm-hmm. with the microphone. Yeah, is it kind of weird getting started? Well, you, you know, like sitting there by yourself, like okay, you just record. I feel like when when you're when you're listening to a podcast, you, people are. It feels like people are talking to you, mm-hmm. and it feels like they're in the room with you. It's a very personal thing. Mm-hmm. So I'll just talk about exactly what's going on at the moment. Like I was in New York, and I had a really short cord, and I was literally like sitting in the windowsill, mm-hmm. and it was just hot, you know. And I was just describing how how hot it was, and, and I remember I said it. I I was saying it's you know it's hot as the you know the surface of Mars ball sack or something like that and uh and someone someone tweeted at me like mars is frozen like are you trying to offend us nerds and i'm like you're right i'm a moron when it comes to science (laughs) so yeah i got a kick out of that i'm not one that would have called you out on that Mm. yeah yeah i I Uh, I would not have known (laughs) you uh start you grew up in portland i did Mm -hmm. move from when did you move from there i left home uh, to go to college when I was around 17. And then um, uh, after college, I went home for the summer and then moved to Chicago. So I was in Chicago for about six years. And then after that, I moved to Los Angeles. You're there now? Mm-hmm. Yes. Stage? When did you get on the stage first? Uh, oh, stage when I was young, when I was like nine or 10. What were you doing? Uh, doing school plays? School plays. Yeah. School plays. Through. Sing? Did you sing? Uh, I got into musical theater, sure, yeah, and yeah. I did choir in in high school, and um, yeah, that was like the whole the whole dream to me was just to be an actor growing up, uh, and then who did you want to be? Oh God, who did I want to be? Probably someone, probably like something from a pretentious standpoint, like Kenneth Branagh or something like oh, that. Wow. You know, you know, not necessarily that, but something like, oh boy, God, I'm trying to think of like actors I really. I really looked up to it. You know, I didn't have like a guy. I just was like, man, I just really want to be uh, doing plays and on TV and in like movies and stuff like that. And then it wasn't until I was in Chicago that I started, that I discovered improvisational theater, you know. Uh, and then, you know, doing that, I just fell into the stand up scene. Okay. And I just, I, I loved it. Like, I, as a kid, I was always, part of me was like, oh, you're going to be a stand up. But I remember trying to write routines and they were heinous. Yeah. You know, they were horrible. Like, you don't, um, know what it is until you actually get up in front of an audience and realize they don't want a monologue. <laughs> you know, they don't want something that's just written out word for word. They want, you know, the the, the beauty of stand-up comedy to me is it is it is of the of the moment mm-hmm. more than anything, more mm-hmm. than any other performance art to me, you know. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's some kind of 
you know, performance art that's uh, a guy that lets you throw darts at him or something like that. But in terms of like plays or anything like that, other mm-hmm. things like that, it's like, you know, as a comedian, you have to react, you have to adjust, you yeah. have to, you know, so yeah. um, I really, I really got off on that, on that standpoint in, in Chicago. And that's, that's actually what I, I would never be getting. I'm, I'm sure the acting jobs that I get when I do get them, uh, which isn't that often, uh, but without standup, ironically. What's know? the, uh, I'm curious, what's the most, being a comedian, what's the most serious role you've ever had? Oh, man. Jeez. I don't get a lot of them, but let me think. Um, Romeo, when I was 12. I, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, right. <laughs> which I got out of stand-up. Um, no, um, I would probably... Probably, I don't know, I did a guest role on United States of Terra. It was still kind of a comedic part, um, but I was, you know, it wasn't a, the guy was a real guy, and I, maybe the, the, the corpse who comes back to life on Pushing Daisies. Oh. But I'm so obnoxious, uh, I get deaded right away. That's like the gag, you know, but I think, I think it's, 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 you know, it's funny, but it's also like, you know, I try to play him like a real, a real guy who's just gregarious. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> funny. Very funny. Mm. So, uh, you, uh, we talked about Acme, but have you been? Have you performed anywhere in Minnesota? Yeah, uh, I played uh, a theater in Minneapolis around 2010, I believe, 2009, 2010. Um, that a couple local guys just uh, they found me on the. I, I was in the in 2009. I was in the the um, Comedy Central's Hot Nine. It was like nine comedians, and it was yeah. like you know a couple of people you you mentioned. Um, but it was it was. Well, it was also it was Whitney Cummings, it was Nick Kroll, it was um, Aziz Ansari, it was. Um, Wait, did I see that? Was it a special? And then you yeah. guys all kind of commented on. Things we just talked like, about each other. Yeah, yeah it was this kind I of random this. thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They uh, and so out of that, like I guess they saw it and they really and they saw a bunch of stuff online and they really liked me. So they just I so I booked I booked that and I'm sure that negated me from Acme for like a year or so, oh, you know, because sure. well, when you play a, an area, you burn it, sure, you know, sure. yeah. um, and I think people play, I think people only play Acme once a year, from mm-hmm. what I understand, yeah. you know, generally yeah. speaking, some clubs, you play twice a year, you know, Acme, I think is one of those upper strata mm-hmm. clubs like, uh, like uh, Comedy Works in Denver or, you know. The, yeah, I would say that mm-hmm. here, there's a, there are, there are a handful that do twice. Sure. That have been doing it for a long time. I'm sure, but, yeah. but they are also, I'm sure they pack the house yeah. every single time, yeah, so, yeah. you know. Yeah. Exactly, like uh, well, no, Kindler. He's only been here. That, that was once, I guess. Mm-hmm. Once the last year, but he's been on this podcast twice. So there's been a few. I've been doing this, like I said, this is episode sixty-eight. Oh wow! And yeah. I've had uh, let's see, five or six that have done done two weeks in that amount of time. Oh, okay, Lori Kilmartin. Oh sure, Andy Kindler. Yeah, you know, those those types. Those types. Yeah. So, uh, so you're in L.A. now. Yes, close to all the hub, all the uh, the movers and shakers. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah. I saw a thing that you, uh, some interview you did and said that uh, you mentioned something about Manhattan and you didn't want to live in a, you know, a small box. And uh... when I when I got out of college, yeah, I was just like, I don't really want to stay here. I mean, it, it, I you know, you always wonder like, what if you did? What if you toughed it out? But uh, I just wanted to, um, you know, it's very, <laughs> you know, I'm just being honest, a very immature way to look at it. But I just wanted to enjoy my early twenties. Yeah. So I didn't want to just live in, you know, this little uh, this little box and. Um, you know, because I, I had friends that lived in the city, and man, it was just bad. And and you know, now it's now it's even worse. You know, now I say you know people living in New York. I mean, it's generalizing, but it's you're you're either like a millionaire or you have three roommates. Yeah. You know, one of the two. Um, How's your situation but, in 
California. Oh, it's not. I have a one bedroom. It's yeah, fine. And yeah. you know, and I do have friends that have nice places. I just, I a friend of mine just got uh, cast on Saturday Night Live, and um, he's living with his girlfriend. And they got a decent place in like the West Village or East Village, which is great. Yeah. So, you know, so um, uh, you know, there's there's ways around it. It just it was me and in my kind of ignorant mind state at the time. Who knows? Maybe I could have gotten a decent job and got a, an okay place and a nice roommate and stuff. But it's like. I just I had friends that lived in Chicago that were doing all these great theaters and just like we're like why don't you just come out here and I was like wow that sounds great you ever do the uh, we mentioned Lauren Michaels now you just mentioned SNL uh-huh. and you did uh, Mad TV I did yeah. yeah did you ever try the SNL did you ever no audition? you know the year I was gonna go out the year I went out for Mad TV if I didn't get Mad TV I was gonna submit for uh, Saturday Night Live and the in subsequent years. You know, after, like the two years after, I don't think they. I think they were full. They were look. They weren't looking for anyone, and then they were looking for people around. Oh, I think 2011, and by then I was kind of like, well, a, I don't really want to live in New York, and and b, once you sign that contract, you're 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 stuck in it for six years, and there, are, it's, you know, it's it's great exposure. It's great exposure, but I didn't know, you know, I, I wasn't that interested in in uh, in committing to that. You know, it's to six that, years that whole for everyone life. that starts there. That's how it is for every TV show you oh. can ever think of as oh. a cast member. You oh, have okay. to sign a thing. Six seasons, um, you know, which is it's it, it, there. There are a lot of mitigating factors. It just wasn't one of those things I I really wanted to go for at that point. Yeah, you know, if you if let's pretend you did, sure. What would you go in front of Lauren Michaels? I know people have to. You know, they go in front. Or at least mm-hmm. I've heard this that you go in front and do your. You know, you try to sell them on some characters or something. Right. What would you have done? I didn't even know. Like, when I did Mad TV, I had to make up characters. I don't really do characters in my act. Yeah. And then I had to make up. I had to get a couple impersonations that were not good, as far as I was concerned. Um, What were you doing? So, I don't know. I think I did, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio on um, Law & Order CI, um, where I basically kind of talked like him, but I just messed with everything in the room. Like, I'd take the... Take the the casting person's hat off and play with it because it like when he's in that show and he's asking questions he just fucks with everything in the room he just picks up books and they're like put that down like they're always saying that to him oh, okay. so I just I just did it you know to the umpteenth measure right, right. And I like that I forget what the other ones were but yeah it's it, it, it's one of those things I was like oh I could see that on the screen that'd be funny yeah, yeah that's yeah. the idea that I try yeah. to approach it from. <laughs> You didn't go in and work it on your uh, Jimmy Stewart or anything. No, yeah, I tried to stay away from like the obvious ones, the ones that everyone does. Oh my god! On our radio show the other day, we had on uh, because they they just released the oh what is it the DVDs of the Dean Martin roasts. Oh wow, yeah. So we had Rich Little on. Really? Yeah. Oh my god, Rich Little. Wow. Pretty rough. Well, you know, it's uh, it was the day. This was Monday, and it was the day. Did you watch the Emmys? No, uh, uh, I saw I saw caught a couple bits of it, but I, I was flying home as they were going. Okay, on, so I got I got home and saw like the highlights. Yeah, well, well they brought. You must like Bob Newhart. Oh, love him. He's a comedy fan. Love him. Yeah, right. I do too. Uh, well, they had him come out, and he's so tiny. I don't know. Have you ever met him? No, no. He's such a little guy. Yeah, and then uh, and he's pretty old. Yeah, and it was like. I don't know. It was just weird. It was like two days in a row, like seeing Bob Newhart on television, and he was just. Apparently he's still working. I think he's coming to Minneapolis later this year. Yeah, he plays like casinos. Yeah, mm-hmm. so uh, I mean he's still working, but he, you're like, and I'm watching him like, oh, 
he's old. He's yeah. kind of looks kind of frail. And then the next day on the radio show, we have Rich Little. Like, wow, it's the yeah, uh, it's the parade of old timers. <laughs> I got to get my dad around. He's gonna love this. Yeah, I just I remember Rich Little like growing up, and he was like, oh, he's he's funny, and he's got this impressions guy. But he was then I saw you know. Uh, Oh God! Was it some part on like? And it's a show I I hated and never wanted to watch, but I root for my friends on it. Last Comic Standing, right? And um, Gary Goldman was on it with uh, like Lonzo Bowden, a couple of people, and they had to mm-hmm. do a, a roast. And Goldman used the f word, and like Rich Little was just like, I abhor blue humor. Oh, and I was just like, oh, no. oh come on, man! It's like he said the f word once. Oh no! I wouldn't even call that blue humor. No, no, no! You know no. He's, he's not. You know, crudely describing someone's genitalia or right, something right, like right. that. You know, I just, I, I just always that just echoes in my head when I hear his name. You know, <laughs> did he complain about it in the Ronald Reagan voice? Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like his voice just sounds like he's doing an impression of someone. <laughs> you know, you just can't put your finger on Don't it. Don't like that blue humor, Pilgrim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, so where do you want to like? What's the ultimate goal for you? Ever? Uh, the the the, uh, the Matt Brogger show yeah, with I'd, all I'd, your friends as co uh, yeah, co stars. I love to you know I, I've 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 you know you always when uh, development season comes around I'm I'm uh, I took last development season off because the one with the, when I did that show with uh, with Kyle Kinane on Comedy Central we were we made two pilots for them for the same show and it stretched over a year and a half and by the end of it I was just like I just can't. I can't generate any ideas. I don't want to go pitch anything. This is this is ridiculous. So I, all I did was just audition. Um, and then uh, this season, I'm actually actively developing ideas and writing, and I've been pitching around town. So it's, I mean, ideally, I guess if I had, like, you know, pie in the sky, definitely would have my own show that I star in and produce, and then uh, be it a, be it a, a couple movies here and there, and... Um, have the thriving comedy career and just have like a small production company. That would probably be like the ideal, you know? Um, and then just, uh, modestly furnished, uh, apartments I own in every fun city that I could just <laughs> go and pass out in whenever I want to have a vacation weekend. Yeah. <laughs> would you let your friends stay there when you're not there? Or, For or sure. Vacant? No. For sure. Oh, you would. Yeah. They got to clean it up, but yeah. So you wouldn't get too big. You wouldn't get ditch the little people. No, I mean that's it's like when when I mean well when you said the little people. I mean I, you know, you know without your friends you're nothing. So you kind of just always want to you know yeah. And it's I, I my friends have been good to me and stuff like that. But it's it's interesting the idea of someone kind of making it and then forgetting everyone they know is just like to me it's like well then what's life for? Yeah. What do you have? Yeah. You got to share with the people you do the you, other. Do fun you really things with. like you you care more about how like strangers that yeah. that that like you or something that you know along those lines I <clears throat> and this might sound stupid but I don't want to I would love to be rich you know rich like take care of shit but sure. Like the four hundred million Powerball, oh, no. or I oh, don't want to have to leave the state. I don't right. want to have to hide. Uh, right. Well, and I know. don't want to be. It's like anytime I see someone literally driving like a Lamborghini or Ferrari or something like that, I'm just like, don't you just feel like a bag of shit? Like, don't, doesn't part of you go like, oh my, I'm really the worst? You know what I mean? Like, because it's like I'll walk around and I'll have like. You know, eighty dollars in my pocket, yeah. and there's a guy that's like on the curb, you know, and I don't give him any money, yeah. and I'm just like, oh, I feel like shit. 
if you're walking around in like a gold suit, you mm-hmm. know, which is basically what like a Lamborghini is, or yeah. you know, or you're a guy who's in a magazine is like one of the top richest people in the world. It's like if you're not constantly doing philanthropy or you know yeah. starting foundations, it's kind of uh, it. It just you know, it's it's the Spider Man thing. With that great power comes great responsibility. Ah, I yes. don't want that responsibility, you yes. know. <laughs> but at the, at the same time, the worst people have all the money. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, should they? Should we not? You right. know, that's right. the thing. So, I mean, it's 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 interesting when, especially in the past, God, what you know, the the last couple of years where the economy has kind of taken that upswing now. Mm-hmm. But all the money is going to the one percent. All of it. Like the middle class is, is is starving. It's like it's not when people are like the economy's booming. What's your problem? It's like people still are are jobless. Like what are you talking about? You I'm know? I'm renting. Right. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> me too. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> but I do have a new car now. In the last there year. You, nice. So. Good. That was that was. Uh, I finally feel like an adult in my late thirties by having. Oh yeah, that's when, my first new car. That's when I bought my first yeah. new car. Late thirties. Yeah, for sure. Pathetic. <laughs> Pathetic. Well, I don't know. Would you rather that or someone who uh, uh, got a bad mortgage at age 24 and it ruined their credit and their life? God, no. You know what I mean? No. Like, I, I knew a guy in high school who parents literally gave him the option of, like, do you want, like, a new car or college? And, of course, he's like, car. Yeah. And he got this new truck or new car. And I was just like, well, there you go, dude. I'm going to see that car when I come home in a couple years, beat up and crap, yeah. crappy, and then you, you know, not that college is a guarantee, but it's right. something to be doing. A yeah. car isn't something to be doing. Yeah. You, know. I, uh, you you would hope that college keep, keeps you out of trouble more than a awesome car does when right. you're <laughs> yeah. 19 yeah. or 20. Yeah. At least or at least in college, your, your, your trouble is contained mm-hmm. to that college, to like dorms. That's true. You know? Especially if you get far enough away that your parents aren't paying attention. Exactly. Yeah. So you so when you're walking down uh, you know the street in uh, Beverly Hills, you don't see <laughs> Bieber's car drive by, that chrome thing I saw a couple oh, of months ago. Oh, God. Online. Yeah, like... It, it, where it's no, blinding people? No, yeah, I haven't seen that, but it's like I'm. My thing is like, how is that legal? You know, you can't have a a, a chrome car like that. Would you know that that that's blind spot? What happens everywhere. when a bird shits on it? Do you kill the bird? Yeah, <laughs> a laser finds it in the air and <laughs> blows it out of the sky. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I got a list here. I want to get your uh, thoughts on this. Okay, you were uh, you just did actually mention high school. This is a thing. Um, People were talking about online the other day about a phase that they went through that they still cringe about today. Mm. Do you have one of those? Oh, for sure. Several of them. Um, I think uh, probably when I got out of uh, – there's a, there's a strange level of kind of like hip-hop R&B fashion that I fell into when I was like 13 or 14 – and you think at that age you can mix and match it. And I remember wearing a tuxedo shirt with a bolo tie uh-huh. um, and with kind of like a, a jacket, but there were only two buttons at the bottom. And then these pants that were white with little grayed like stripe dots on them. Uh. Yeah. And I remember going to the new high school and going like, oh, I'll wear that outfit I wore in eighth grade. It was so cool. And I wore it to school, and I wore it with just sneakers. Yeah, and it was a crap ad- like outfit anyway. And I got so clowned, <laughs> so clowned. 
yeah. So that off the top of my head, that 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 one stands out for sure. There was no time where you uh, you didn't have a goth phase. Oh no, no goth phase. No eyeshadow. Uh, no. Uh, when I first got to college, I wore a lot of baggy hip hop crap and had like a goatee. This is the era of like House of Pain. Yeah. You know, so uh, <laughs> you can imagine that. So that nevertheless, that's that, my name. Yeah, the worst rapper. Mm-hmm. Worst. And so that was that was that was you know. Unadvised, it'll advise, but that that faded after after freshman year. Yeah, yeah uh, thank God we all get to at least, uh, you know, you can hopefully have the opportunity to get away from wherever you were when you're an adolescent. <laughs> because holy fuck, I can't imagine if I was still the person I was when I was, you know, sixteen, sure. seventeen, eighteen. Oh you know, God, yeah. The music I listened to, sure. You sure. know, even like you know the. The one thing I still well, there are a few things, but one of the things I still really do like about Facebook is uh, old friends. And when they when you bring up things like remember that, remember this, yeah, yeah you know, yeah. from like twenty five years ago. Oh like, sure, oh, sure, sure, God. sure. Yeah, and the music we were listening, we were listening to, um, like En Vogue. Remember that band En Vogue? Of course, of course, I remember En Vogue. Who yeah. talked? When's the last time you had someone someone brought them up? I mean, it doesn't happen. Yet I was. My friends and I were the biggest En Vogue fans at one point. Sure, no, I was too. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. They had some good Free oh my. Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, my love and you're never going to get it. <laughs> That's right. Classic. Great tune. Um, I'm going to share I have two daughters. I can't wait to share that with them. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Play that around the house. They'll probably get into it. Play that and then uh LL Cool J's Boomin' System, which used the baseline from that song. Did it? Mhm. Ah. Yep. You do know what you're talking about. <laughs> a little bit. That's nice. That's nice. I got another one here. Okay. What's the worst injury you've ever suffered because of your own stupidity? Oh, man. Um, probably, like, injured injured knee by trying to play high school football. Mm. This is one of those guys that, that the coach is like, hey, you're a big guy. Come play mm-hmm. football. Mm-hmm. And I used to play soccer when I was a kid, and I'm just like, all right. You know, I think I was like a sophomore in high school, and I was just terrible, and I hated it. And like you know, I didn't. My I have you know not bad knees, but you know they go out. You know sometimes if I if I if I you know do something, you know if I slip wrong or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I actually before I went out for Mad TV, I like my knee went out and like uh, I just I just tore uh, the MCL uh, on the side of my leg and um, and uh, which not an ACL, not not the big one, thank God. But uh, MCL are just the things on the side. And then so I went in for my I went into to network. To audition, you know, audition. It's the final stage of auditioning for the network executives on crutches. Oh. So when you go and do characters, so I go in on crutches, and they're like, "Oh, what's he gonna? Is he oh, gonna fall wow, down? He's really and in I'm character. Like, I'm really hurt, you know. Let me guess, Chevy Chase. Exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, but I mean, yeah. To me, just the fact that I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna play football," is it stupidity? You know. Where did they stick you? What position? Oh, I was like a. I was a lineman. Yeah. Yeah. Stand there. Yeah, just stand, run into people. Yeah, you know, I think it was, you know, it was like, it was like on on four, and I thought I thought it was on three, so it's like hut hut, and the third one I stand up and I just get hit right in the legs. And <laughs> there you go, you are good at this. <laughs> Love it. Mm-hmm. What uh, I'm always interested in people. Uh, what kind of jobs you had before you got you had to before you made a living doing what you do now? Yeah, uh, I was. Let's see, in Chicago, all six years I waited tables and bartended a little. Um, in, uh, when I, when I moved to Los Angeles, I was, I was a production assistant, which means I just got people's lunches and coffees, um, and stuff and moved, for, f- moved furniture for a small production company okay. that did reality TV that just did bullshit, um, for about two years. 
And then I was uh, a closed captioner for the hearing impaired. Kyle and I both did that sh- that, that show. Kyle Canadian and I both did that that uh, that that job. Um, really? And they were great. Yeah, we 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 didn't do it. It wasn't like live, but it was um it was like all right, here's a hunting show, and here's uh you know uh the latest the next episode of The Office, and then you learn how to you know fragment a sentence correctly and put it in the in the area of the of the screen where it won't block out someone's face. And, um, and, uh, then you, you, you put the whole file together and then you turn it in. And then, and, and the cool thing was I could, I could always with at least, you know, maybe an hour's notice, I could, I could say, Oh, I have to go to this audition and I'll make it up the time this weekend. And they were great to me and they're a company. They're actually called caption max. They're based out of actually Minneapolis. Oh really? Uh huh. And they, I worked at their Burbank, uh, location and they were awesome to me, and it, it, I chalk a big a, 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 a lot of the reason why I, I got to where I am now because of they were they were so understanding and they were great and you know the good health coverage and all that stuff. So no shit. Yeah, my last quote unquote real job was actually pretty good. It was actually a pretty good job. How much can I, can I ask? How much that pays for a job like you that? You know, it, I forget. It was it was it was good middle class wage. I would say probably. Uh, this is vague, but between thirty and forty a year. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So nothing to shake a stick at. Nothing terrible. Yeah. Um, you, I forget. So you had to go into a like a, into the build like their shop. Yeah, it's, but it was they put you down in front of a computer. Yeah, a TV, I had and I had my own station uh, that I shared with the, the night person. My shift was eight in the morning till four in the afternoon, and uh, you know it was we, it was a, it was a wide open office. And um, everybody in the office was really cool to each other, and everyone got along great. And it was did anyone double check your work? Oh, for sure, like two or three people. Oh, really? After you, yeah, d- do that. They you have to slide anything in. No, yeah, people have asked me that, but uh, uh, no. I mean, even when you know, I joke that you know, Kyle and I were always <laughs> thrown under the bus by the other people at work because they were, it was mostly women, and they'd be like, um. I can't do uh, Girls Gone Wild because it's offensive, or I can't do this hunting show because I can't stand to watch animals get shot. And they just didn't want to do the shows. Mm-hmm. They could have stood it. Right. They just thought, oh, like we're these tough, manly guys that can stand it, you know. <laughs> or even worse, would enjoy Girls Gone Wild, which I mean, I like a naked girl as much as anybody, but those those shows are horrible. It's like watching like a slow molestation. No, wait, wait a minute. Because, uh, yeah, you're bringing something that I've always been, like, blown away by. That back when those things were huge, like, right. when you're doing this and this girl's gone wild and they had those late night commercials that everybody saw. Of course. Stay up late watching Howard Stern on E. Yeah, yeah Every yeah. commercial break would have girls gone wild. Uh-huh. Uh, but you were captioning, like, the actual videos? Yeah. Like the full the, length? The, the full DVDs. Now, for people that have not seen any of those full length videos, um, they go, like what you just said, they're... It's not just a girl in bikini like uh, showing a little nipple. It's yeah. what did you say? A slow burning. So it's a slow, slow molestation because they, totally. they they get a drunk girl in the RV and it's a guy with a camera on her. You don't see the guy and the guy's like, so uh, do you like taking your clothes off? And the girl's like, sometimes. Like, do you want to do it now? And then it, of course, do you ever masturbate? Sometimes. Do you want to do it now? And it's it's never a guy. It'd be one thing, you know, if it was like. Uh, 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 alpha male dude that's like in a porn like yeah suck it do this <laughs> it's like okay it's happening this guy was like the worst guy in a bar it's like so um uh yeah do you um do you like um yeah do you ever uh mm, mm, do, you ever, do you ever i don't know masturbate or, i don't know there's <laughs> something and you're just like i want to murder that guy yeah yeah, yeah. you want to murder him you know and and you know these and, and uh, you know 
with porn, at least they're getting paid. Like these women are getting a hat. You yeah, know, yeah. a hat and a ruined life, uh, and a hangover. Yeah, yeah. A hangover, a hat, and yeah. uh, yes, ruined. And life. I just always wondered how it's legal to get someone to sign a document when they're intoxicated. And yeah. like, you know, well, reality television does it all the time. They, they. That's why on shows they're like, okay, well, let's go in this room first, uh, bachelorettes. Here's champagne, champagne, and mm-hmm. here's some, you know, and in the Big Brother house, there's always booze around. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's how they get people to do stupid things yeah. for the cameras. Do you want to say what, what you said you were working in a small production company that did reality shows? Yeah. I've gone through phases where I've watched a lot of reality shows. Sure, so sure. there may be something I've... Oh, what, well, did they, you, what kind of behind-the-scenes stuff did you... They did The Mole. Uh, they did... Um, uh, let's see. They did a bunch of really small little... They did a show called Shop Till You Drop. They did a, a bunch of... Yeah, they, exactly. They did a bunch of... That's not the um, one in the... Oh, no, that's the grocery store. Um, I'm thinking of the ones where they each have a grocery cart. And they, no, that's it. Is that it? That's it. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, that's the one. Um, and they uh, they did. Was that a real shopping did, center? God no. <laughs> and they did like a, they did the Joe Schmo show. Um, oh yeah, yeah. They did Fame, which was just a knockoff of of American Idol that was on for like a year or something like that. Um, but they were terrible because what they would do is they would, you know, so they wouldn't be able, so they wouldn't have to legally, oh, uh, uh. Pay pay us make illegally. You have to give people an incremental raise. What they would do, or or or, or you know, if you're full time, they have to give you um, health benefits. They would move. They would on payroll have payroll move our names from show to show. So we were oh. never technically. No, you're a yeah. new hire again. Yeah. So they're they're uh, not what they're what they were is out of business, and now the one of the partners has his own thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. Did you hear that Samuel L. Jackson did an interview recently and he said that he lost his virginity when he was 10 or 11? Sure. Did you know that? I didn't know that, but okay. <clears throat> he said there was a family of girls who lived through the woods from us and we always used to meet at the creek and swim naked. He was 10 or 11. He says he thinks two of the girls were 14 or 15, so that's when it happened. He added, quote, girls were interested were interesting to me, period. They could be fat, skinny, tall, short, ugly, beautiful, as long as they were willing to do that thing. Yeah. Any port in a storm, Samuel. Jeez. How how were thing how were things for Matt Bronger in uh, Portland, Oregon? Oh, uh, virginity wise. <laughs> uh, oh, not till high school. I was like a late late bloomer. I was certainly not Samuel L. <laughs> certainly not. That's why it's like did you what's that Gerard Depardieu thing about how he lost his virginity or something like? He's like, oh, I chased her and I raped her. Oh. And I was like, what? And he's like, no, but she wanted to be raped. What? It's like, no, that negates the definition. It's a different word in French, like, right? No, exactly. And that's the thing. It's like, it's like oh, uh, is, is this the, the creepy side of the French romance? <laughs> Pepe Le Pew makes such sense yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he makes so much sense now. Totally. Chase them down till they're tired, then have your way with them. That's fantastic. It's like the Dave Chappelle joke about him watching <laughs> Pepe Le Pew with his kid. He's like, what is this crazy rapist? <laughs> you know what? That's funny you bring that up. I have some stuff here about uh, cartoons okay, and, uh, and Looney Tunes specifically, so that's pretty good stuff here. Where's that one? Oh, here we go. TV Guide. Did you see this one? No. They made a list of the 60 greatest car- greatest cartoons of all time. All right. Now, obviously, cool. I'm not going to read all 60 of them. Sure, no. But uh, I loved cartoons when I was a kid. We yeah. seem to be about the same age, so we're probably thinking about some of the same ones. Uh-huh. What, do you, what were some of your favorites? Oh, uh, 
as a kid, I always loved all the Warner Brothers, the Bugs Bunny stuff. Um, uh, Popeye, because my mom wouldn't let me watch Popeye because he solved all his problems with, vi- with violence. Um, wow. You know, it's like I can see where she's coming from, but at the same time, I wasn't thinking. Were you anything. allowed to watch, on uh, side note, were you allowed to watch Dukes of Hazard? Yes, but not Starsky and Hutch. Because I couldn't watch Dukes of Hazard. I had yeah. to sneak that one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I had to sneak Starsky and Hutch. Hmm. Interesting. Um, and it's funny because I remember watching Starsky and Hutch in college with a friend of mine. We used to. It came on, it came on, you know, reruns, and we'd, we'd get, before dinner, we had a ritual uh, where we'd get stoned, watch Starsky and Hutch, and then go to dinner. You know, yeah. go to the cafeteria. Right. And I remember <laughs> watching it in this episode where this guy, they're having a shootout with this guy at a junkyard, and the guy jumps into an abandoned car and is shooting out from outside the car, from inside the car. And, you know, Starsky and Hutch, of course, goes up and is like, you know, get on the magnet crane. So he gets in the thing and he yeah. get, does the crane over the car and lifts the car up probably about 50 feet and just drops the whole car and the the car lands and bounces and the dude flies out the side of the window and they run over and they cuff him and we were crying laughing because we're like that is so horribly cruel you know all his limbs are broken like why are you still cuffing him like please i'm in horrible pain you know like you know like we're laughing obviously because it's not real but we're just like right. okay if that were in the real world if that was real they could have wrapped his arms like, around his neck a couple the, times it, i mean it, a cop would have been like okay so he's in the car yes he's going to run out of bullets yes but you still lifted the car up and you dropped it yes he's he's dead Starsky, that guy is. You know, like, we needed that guy, you know. <laughs> like he could have told us where the hostages were. <laughs> that's that's first. But funny. you shattered his frame. So, but yeah. Uh, but anyway, what, what's what are the what are the ones? Uh, well, I'll, let's go through the. I'll go read the top ten, starting from okay. ten to one. Feel free to make any comment about any of these. Sure. And uh, okay, so ten they have as South Park. Oh sure. Yeah. Yeah, one of the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. Don't I don't watch it that much anymore. Uh, but I wouldn't turn it on. Like if uh, no, if it's, it's still, on the TV. I don't turn it on. I don't watch it regularly, but it's still hilarious. Mm-hmm. Now, see, I think they already have these two wrong because I think South Park is better than the next one, and that is Family Guy. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Now I don't know how much you've seen of this show. You don't have any children no. like I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is how I really got into this one. Um, SpongeBob SquarePants. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I tried to watch it, like, uh, without the kids a few years ago. Like, and it yeah. was, like, the big, you know, it, SpongeBob was everywhere. Mm-hmm. I was like, eh, no, nah, no, didn't get it. Then you sit there and watch it with your kids. Yeah, I love yeah. that Yeah, well, it, I, it. I'm actually doing, I'm doing a short over at Nickelodeon right now. Really? That if they, yeah, if they, if they, if it goes past the execs and everyone likes it, it'll go to pilot status. And then I'll do a, excuse me, a pilot for them. Uh, and I've, you know, because they, they, they're having a bunch of, uh, creative types, some of which are comedians, make a bunch of two-minute shorts because I think th- I think they're looking for the next SpongeBob or the next you know that kind of uh, that kind of show uh, because they want to get back into that kind of thing that is funny for kids but also funny for yeah, adults yeah. you know and when they were like all right this is like the humor we're looking for they showed me a, a they sent me this clip from uh, SpongeBob that killed me that I thought was so funny like I don't know if I could watch a whole episode but that like. You know, three minute long clip was just hilarious. So, when do you hear about that? Um, well, it, it's now. I've just approved. Uh, it's it's now almost all the way cast. We have the characters designed. We have the the uh, the environments designed, and then we're sending them off to the animators uh, once the storyboard gets approved. It's been approved by me, but the higher ups have to approve it. Yeah. 
Uh, wow. Were you going to do a voice on it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm one of the, it's, it's about two little kids, basically. So I'm going to do one of the voices, and they're going to adjust my voice and make it into a kid's voice. That sounds fucking awesome. It's crazy. It's pretty awesome. That's totally awesome. It's so, pretty awesome. Uh, do you have any... I mean, uh, so these two kid characters mm-hmm. that you're talking about, do you have an idea of what they look like? I mean, do you already have something? Has someone already drawn a picture oh, yeah. of what they look like? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, one is one is tall and skinny and one is short and fat, basically. Did you have any say in that, though? Yeah, yeah. Or, no, yeah. I, des- I helped design them. Yeah, they sent me all these prototypes, and I was like, have those eyes, that nose. That's, That's how that works. Yeah, you kind of just describe what, you know, and I'm lucky enough to be working with a guy who is a, a director who worked on Futurama for a long time, and he also was an animator for a long time. So he just sat down and doodled, and I was like, that's awesome. You don't do that at all. They need no, to no, not really. Doodling. No. I mean, I doodle, but I couldn't really draw a, car- a cartoon character that would be admissible. Yeah, yeah. You know? That's awesome. It's great. It's so much fun. Wow. I Wow, I hope that works out. That Thanks. sounds really awesome. Uh, another one on here, I I've, uh, I think I remember seeing it a few times, Batman, the animated series. That was pretty good, too. From the 90s, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure, sure. Yep. Now, this, definitely one of my all-time favorites. Still watch it because I have it on DVD, and I've actually watched it with my kids, and they, it's growing on them, but I'm still pushing. I'm not giving up. Rocky and Bullwinkle. Oh, yeah, sure. <sighs> Classic. Classic. I love that. Next one, I don't think stands up at all, Scooby-Doo. Or yeah. it holds up, I should say. I don't no, think it holds up. No. It, it, it was its own world, you know, uh, and I used to love it as a kid, and I could see kids loving it, but no. It's always the same. Let's mm-hmm. see who this really is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peanuts. Of course. Sure. Yeah, of course, uh, being in Minnesota. Charles yeah. Schultz. Super great. St. Paul's, mm-hmm. Paul's own. Looney Tunes, number three. Okay. Love Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. The Flintstones, number two. Okay. Number one is... Oh. It's still on right now. Still making new oh, shows. Oh, of course, Simpsons. Yeah, Simpsons. Yeah. Yep. I could see. To me, it would be Simpsons number one, Ren and Stimpy number two. Okay. That's interesting because they have, uh, they, they did list on this thing I have, they listed some of the ones that weren't in the top 10. And the ones that I circled, I want to bring up to you Super Friends. Okay. Yeah. Sure. 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 Yeah. The Pink Panther Show. Oh, yeah. Awesome. And Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. to me, I mean, it, who knows if it, it maybe it wasn't lo- on long enough. But, no, it wasn't. You know, I mean, and then it, it came back. It was crappy. and Not, yeah, not yeah, same. Yeah, but that's that's what I'm trying to base. That's the kind of humor I want my cartoon to be like. You know, was cra- you know crazy stuff to happen, and, uh, startling things, just uh, a, a really violent, very funny absurdity, you know, that, that I think they just mastered. Yeah. Oh, my God. I you hope know? this works out. Thanks. I had I was such a big fan of Ren and Stimpy. I had the farting uh, Stimpy doll. Oh yeah, do you remember that? Sure, <laughs> squeeze his belly. Oh my god! I remember when it, when Ren and Stimpy came out when I was in high school. It's I I couldn't believe how funny it was. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. And then in, in, in college, you know, I would uh, you get stoned and watch it with friends and just yep. be like, God damn it! It's like uh, you, you don't even you don't even question why. You're just like it's just mm-hmm. the best. Happy, you know, happy, happy. Yeah. happy. Happy. If you ain't the great granddaddy of all liars, I'll teach you to be happy. I'll teach you to suck eggs. <laughs> the the, the in-betweens on Happy, Happy, Joy, Joy. Uh-huh. You, I told you I'd shoot, but you didn't believe me. Why didn't you believe me? It's like the most, <laughs> the most serious line of anything that's in the middle of Happy, Happy, Joy, Joy. Love it. There will be a day where I introduce my kids to that one. That's sure. going to be a good day. Well, oh, yeah. They're a little young right now. Be a, be a good, be a good road trip song. 
Th- there we go. Mm-hmm. There we go. But here, I would warn you, they'll never stop singing it. Because that's, that's like true. happy, happy, joy, joy, yeah, forever. Very catchy. Forever, yeah. Well, they they <laughs> they have some uh, religious theme songs that they get stuck in their head that I'm, I wouldn't mind having them replaced with sure. something <laughs> that oh, I like boy. a little more. So. Jesus loves me. Mm-mm. He's got the whole world in his hands. Ones I they weren't even I don't think around when I was. A oh kid. wow, yeah. Okay. I've had to learn the lyrics. I've learned the <laughs> lyrics just for hearing them over and over again. Sure, sure. I'm like that one. Um, I don't know. I think how long we've we been doing this. I think I should l- let you break off and go do something else with your day. What uh, okay. What else is coming up for you this year? Boy, what else is coming up? Um, I'm doing the. Uh, I don't. Are you familiar with uh, with the Twitter handle, the Dad Boner Twitter? Yes. Yes. Uh, Mike Burns, who created that, uh, just had a book come out that's uh, written by Carl Welzine. Mm-hmm. You know, by Mike, but it, the book is by Carl, um, chronicling his his misadventures, and we're going on a a tour to support it called the dad boner show where basically I saw that. Yeah. Where, where I, I, I'm the guest comedian on it and I'll come out, Michael, he'll come out and do some time and read from, read a passage from the book. I'll come out, do some time, read a passage from the book. We might have one or two guest comedians and, or local figures, whatever city we play in. And then we each, uh, sit on, on stage and we, we, we each read apart from, uh, uh, Carl's script for Roadhouse Two, uh, Pain Don't Hurt, uh, with Guy F- Guy Fieri as Guy Cooler, the uh, the Patrick Swayze role. Oh, so it's 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 and what 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 Mike's done is Carl is he'll write entire he'll write these entire scripts and just put the whole thing on Craigslist and be like, all right, Hollywood types, let me know how much you want for this script, you know, and so. Uh, you know, and of course, it gets taken down like in in a day. Yeah. Craigslist like, like this isn't what this is for. They don't understand. But we've done it in uh, Brooklyn, um, where he had Aidy Bryant from Saturday Night Live as a guest. Um, we did it in in Portland. It was myself, Ian Carmel, Mike Bridenstein. Uh, we've done it, and um, uh, they did it in Chicago, but I wasn't there. Um, I believe Kyle Canane did that one. But point is, if you go to carlwellzine.com, uh, you'll see where it'll be. And that's that's taking up all of my October and half of my November. So, hey, look, from what I saw on uh, the tour dates, it looks like you're just kind of doing one night and then moving to another exactly. place. Yeah. It's one night per city. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a tour. It's a real tour. So um, I'll be doing that. And then... Um, then uh, yeah, there's there's a couple festivals and a couple comedy clubs for this year. But if people go to mattbronger.com, they can see where where I'll be and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I meant to ask you uh, that because I've heard of it, never been there. But that Bridgeport, Bridgetown, uh, Bridgetown. Pardon mm-hmm. me, Bridgetown. Yeah, yeah. You, that's your thing. Yeah, a- Andy Wood and I and Kimberly uh, Brady started it, and uh, we still we still run it every year. This next time will be our seventh year, so it's 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 great. It's a it's a it's a, a grassroots festival that Portland has come to really love. And, you know, we get uh, the famous people to get the asses in seats. And then we get people that no one's ever heard of that are really funny and put them in front of an audience uh, that the aforementioned people uh, got to come. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's kind of a – it's a real serendipitous thing. It's really awesome. Cool. Yeah. When is that – what's the one is that it, again? This year, this year I want to say it's going to be in May. Don't quote me, but it's usually in April. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, it's always in the spring. Yeah, that's that's one of those things that I only know about from listening to podcasts. Yeah, from people that I like. Sure, have performed there. Right. Well, so. it's not it's not like other festivals in that uh, industry will come. 
You know, we do get some industry, but it's not like, you know, just for laughs in Montreal where it, half the audience is managers and agents and network execs and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. In, in Portland, you you basically go to do Bridgetown because it's summer camp for comedians. It's just incredibly fun. You're going to have great sets. You're going to meet all kinds of new people. Uh, you'll probably get drunk. You know, you'll go to hit some strip clubs with us, that kind of thing. You know, it's just it's you, you do it for fun rather than for your career. So how much time should I set aside uh, next May? I'm not a comedian, but uh, oh, yeah. I like getting drunk and going to strip clubs. You should come. <laughs> you should just come. I mean, people just come just for fun. You know, if if if, if you if you want to go, I'll see about getting you like a pass or something like that. You know, so you don't have to. And I don't think I don't think it's that expensive for like the, the three day pass. But yeah, but yeah, I mean, there are people that just make the pilgrimage and just get like you know uh, a modestly priced hotel, which is not hard to find in Portland, and then. Just go to the shows. Well, since the uh, <clears throat> I need to get to Portland, mm-hmm. I watch Portlandia. It's sure, sure, sure. Yeah, you should. It really, it really is my destiny. Enjoy the real thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to. I want to believe that all of those places are real. They really are. And I mean, you know, I can't speak on all of them, but it is. You know, it hits the mark. I'm one of those people who grew up there, and 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 you know. So part of me winces, but it's also it just it's so it gets so true like. Both, you know, Fred and um, oh, what's his name from Slater Kinney. Of course, I'm, I don't remember her name, but they live there now, like in their adulthood. Mm-hmm. So they relate to it on a level that that I never could because I go back maybe four times a year just mm-hmm. to visit. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't live in it. I haven't lived in it for some time. You know, who was telling me there is a vegan strip club? Yeah, uh, Casa Diablo. Yeah, it, it's it's built. Uh, to they tried to make it to 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 be have look look like and have the same feel as strip club in from dusk till dawn. Oh, that really? was the idea. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So it's you know very demonic and you know uh, a lot of devilish imagery and stuff, but uh, no animal cruelty. <laughs> so hey, yeah, <laughs> the snakes stay in their cages. Yes, and are are not ever barbecued. Okay, yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, so you you said your website, Twitter. You're pretty. Yeah, at, at Bronger. You're on the Twitter. I'm on the Twitter. I'm on the Vine. Um, I uh, let's see, and yet and Ding Donger with Matt Bronger. What else can I uh, promote? Uh, I will be subscribing. I, I think that's it. Okay, sweet. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think that's all. Yeah, perfect. All right, enjoy the rest of the week, dude. Thank you. Thank for you. Me. This was a huge. I've been looking forward to it. When I saw that you were coming to town, seriously, I was really looking forward to this. So. Oh, I'm excited. Thanks, yeah. dude.